King Akbar was once wearing a precious ring that his father had gifted him and one fine day the ring had gone missing. So Akbar turned to his favourite minister in court Birbal and sought his help in finding the culprit who had stolen his ring. And Birbal looked at Akbar and said, Your Royal Highness, I know exactly who stolen your ring. Akbar was quite surprised and he said, Can you show me the man who stolen my ring? Birbal said, That's easy. You see that man who's got a white straw stuck in his beard? He's the one who stolen your ring. And as Akbar turned to look at all the courtiers in his court, there was one man who stroked his beard to check if there was a white straw stuck there. <laughs> and that's how Birbal found the culprit. Don't we all love stories of Akbar and Birbal? Recently, scientists have tried to see if they can create a very smart brain, a brain like that of Birbal, but not inside the human body, but a brain that they could grow in a laboratory in a petri dish. And in today's episode, we discuss how scientists seem to have succeeded in creating a reasonably smart artificial brain. Hi there, you're listening to What's New Today, a kids and family podcast about current events shaping our world. This is your host Sangeeta from India. In every episode, I'm joined by a curious child who could be from anywhere in the world. And together we discuss one very interesting news story. And to discuss today's story about artificial brains is a super curious 10-year-old. Let me introduce you to her. Hello everyone. My name is Vedanshi Adil. I am 10 years old. I'm in grade 5 and I study in SM Shetty International School and Junior College. Welcome to this show Vedanshi. Could you tell me a little bit about your favorite hobbies? Well, my top three hobbies are reading, of course, and then I like dancing. When I'm alone, like I dance a lot. And my latest hobby is journaling. Basically, it's like kind of like diary writing and scrapbooking together. In today's topic, I know we're going to talk a little bit about how some scientists have tried to do an experiment on the human brain. This experiment has shown us many ways of trying to understand a lot more about the human brain than we do right now. So now before I get into the details about this experiment, can we play a very short game, you and I? Yes, sure. Rapid fire, I want you to tell me as quickly as it comes to your head. Okay. Three things that you would like your brain to do much better than it does today. Remember, I would also like to be more productive, make better use of time. I would like my brain to generate more ideas. Wow, that's nice. Okay, now next question. Three things that you don't want to do with your brain and that you would rather let a robot do on your behalf. Eat vegetables. <laughs> okay. We are a group of three and the two friends and they fight. I'm the eldest one, so I have to sort it out. But it's really boring job for me. If a robot does it for me, it will be much more better. So you're a perennial referee in your school and home. Yeah, almost like that. Well, you sound I'm... like a very evolved soul, Jidanshi. All right, what's the third? Going outside. I don't like going outside. I'm a very indoor person. You don't like meeting new people? No, I like meeting new people, but I don't like to like 
travel and walk and then be in the sun all day would you be comfortable if someone took you all over the place to meet people in a helicopter with air conditioning yeah that i won't mind that <laughs> <laughs> All right that was really cool and uh, really quick I I got a lot of unusual answers although eating vegetables to be outsourced to a robot is most expected So on that note let's jump into the topic for today's episode Yes So there are many things that we all do on a daily basis which are fairly complex which includes doing a math homework trying to find the right button on our TV remote when we are scrolling through Netflix and right tv show that you want to watch we also know when to wear a wind cheater if it's cold so what helps us do all of these things our brain you are spot on 100% correct yes so the human brain is a fairly complex thing right so yeah. what do we know about the human brain the human brain has more than 80 billion neurons which help carry out its functions as in delivering and receiving messages from all around the body uh, if the brain is trying to tell the body it's time to wake up the neurons will help deliver that message and well you will gradually and slowly wake up as time passes by So speaking of the human brain I have one fun fact a riddle and a joke So do you know that 75% of the human brain is made out of water Made out of water Yeah You know I have read somewhere that the human brain is jelly like in structure so maybe all this water explains that Oh cool I love that fun fact So what's your riddle I'd love to give your riddle a shot Why didn't the brain take a bath? Because it's already filled with water. No. It did not want to get brainwashed. Ooh, nice. But we also know that many computer scientists have tried to design computers that are almost as smart as the human brain. And many scientists have also built com like supercomputers which have tried to beat even the human brain and especially now if you had to truly test the computer against a human brain and if you had to choose a game what kind of a game would you think helps us understand if the supercomputer is really smart or not chess and the, the supercomputer was able to beat the chess grandmaster but this is an experiment which is very different in this experiment it is not a supercomputer that they've tried to test whether it is smart enough or not they've carried out this experiment called the dish brain study basically it's an experiment where a thin layer of brain cells are placed upon a silicon chip so they've taken brain cells of just humans so they've taken the brain cells of humans and rodents and then they've placed it on a silicon chip and the silicon chip was placed upon a petri dish so can you tell me what is the size of the petri dish they've used i'm not sure exactly the petri dish that they used was as small as your thumb it's a tiny so that's why they've not tried to recreate the entire human brain right the human brain has uh, several billions of neurons they've just taken about 800000 neurons inside a small petri dish and then they've tried to recreate 
as closely as they could, you know, to how the human brain would behave. Okay, now we come to the interesting part. This time they wanted to take this artificial brain that they've created in a petri dish and they wanted to test, is this smart? Can this really understand? So they again try to test this against a game. And can you tell us about the game? Yes, so the game's uh, name was Pong. It's one of the first classic computer games invented in 1972 where there are two paddles and there's a ball and whenever the uh, hits the ball that time you get a point what is uh, pong in real life people also play this right in real life in the physical yeah. world what game is that table tennis have you seen people playing table tennis yes do you think it's very different from the way people play lawn tennis both games are very similar that's right both games are quite similar both lawn tennis and table tennis only that in lawn tennis you it's played outdoors and table tennis, it's played on a table. So table tennis or ping pong evolved because um, when it was played in the Western countries, in winters, it was getting too cold for these people to go play lawn tennis. It's freezing. So that's why they thought, okay, why don't we make a variation of this to play indoors in winters? So that's how the game table tennis evolved. So these people grew an artificial brain in a Petri dish and they said, can you play this video game Pong very well or not? How do you like the idea? Test a brain against a game like Pong. It's quite a good idea, actually. I think it's a great way to check the intelligence. Okay, so tell us about what happened uh, when they tried to test if the brain could really play Pong well or not. The brain performed very well. Whenever the paddle hits the ball, the cell knows now, okay, I have hit the ball, means I have got one point. As in, I've now, I've adapted better. But whenever it misses, the point will go to the other side. So, that way the cell should catch and learn how... How, where should it hit? How will I hit it? The strategy should be created that way. So the cells in the Petri dish, they were able to understand how do I gain a point by hitting the ball correctly? Yes. So in fact, it is said that the number of connections in this Petri dish, they were even lesser than the number of connections in a cockroach's brain. So it's almost like saying, if you had two cockroaches on two sides of a tiny little table tennis table, there is actually a good likelihood that the cockroaches will play quite well against each other. That would be really funny to watch. <laughs> so now we've discovered that if we did create an artificial brain, which is take the real live neurons and place them on a silicon chip, and we try to let it grow and develop in a Petri dish, it might end up becoming almost as smart and look very similar to that of the human brain. Does this understanding help us in any way? Of course, as I said, the robots, they have intelligence, but not human-like intelligence. But by creating an artificial or a synthetic brain, they can get human-like intelligence to carry out their normal activities, human-like activities. And from the medical aspect, 
they can search for a cure for psychological disorders and the problems in the brain and they can get to know more about their problem and they can stop harming the animals for like uh, testing it upon them oh so tomorrow if somebody wants to find a medicine for any brain related disease they can start growing these artificial brains in petri dishes and test whether these cures can work rather than actually trying these on some living creatures and potentially harm them yes wow that's that i think i'm sure a lot of animal activists would love to hear that right yeah although i'm not very sure if i want very sentient and smart and intelligent robots going around the world what yeah. if they take over the world then the it will basically be like the world is falling apart uh, the humans will be doing nothing the robot will be doing everything and then the robots might just take over the world and the robot don't even need to worry about reproducing because they can with human like intelligence they can just build a new robot we'll tell the scientists who've developed the artificial brain please don't let this artificial brain be used for a robot yeah right that's the secret yes. message you need to send those scientists yeah all right on that very very interesting note let's move to another interesting part of this episode which is quiz time question 1 the scientists in this experiment on artificial brains that they had grown in petri dishes tried to understand if the brain was smart enough to play a game which game did they test it on pong question 2 what is the one thing that vedanshi is not very keen on synthetic brain or artificial brain being used for if the synthetic brain or the artificial brain is put into robots then the it, there is a chance that in the next generation robots can take over the world <laughs> the last and the final question the petri dish in which they grew the synthetic brain uh, for this sake of this experiment is that petri dish bigger than the average harry potter book or smaller than the average harry potter book i'm referring to the physical book it's smaller than the average harry potter book because it's only the size of your thumb thank you so much vedanshi i loved chatting with you about this artificial brain in a petri dish how did you enjoy the recording process It was very fun and exciting for me. It was fun. Before I let you go, Vedanshi, tell me, when do you listen to podcasts? So I listen to the podcasts before my bedtime. Is there one episode on this podcast channel that you really enjoyed listening to and would like to recommend to our listeners? The one where they talked about the Artemis project, the NASA one. It was very fun to listen to. I liked the way it was connected to Greek mythology and I had fun as I saw the how they connected Apollo 11 and Artemis project together you know at the time we recorded that podcast the Artemis mission hadn't taken off yeah but very recently just a couple of days ago the spaceship finally took off 
And Artemis 1 is on its way to uh, hit the lunar orbit, hopefully in the next few days. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed this banter, you just might find this podcast channel a wonderful way to catch up on all interesting current events. Episodes drop every Monday and Friday. Do remember to click follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Thanks for listening.